Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The matchups, the superstars. The games. Starting defense. Place at the table. Wow! This is Football Sunday on the Fan. A comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, we're back. Hour two of two. Got the hate it or love it coming up at uh, 10.30 with Jesse. We got West Coast Bias coming up at 10.15. We're going to talk the Chargers who just beat the Chiefs in quite a good Thursday night football game that included a two-point conversion to win it. We're seeing a lot more of those this year. I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, no. (laughs) Coaches just going, win. Let's go. We're just going to win it. I mean, I think we've also seen a lot of ties this year. You know, a lot of teams just, you know, not going for the gusto and not really trying to. I think know, teams are sick of tying. I think I think everybody's kind of sick of tying. And so, man, why not try to win it? Like, you just go out there and put it all on the line. Maybe it works. Maybe it does a great hurdle by Ezekiel Elliott. Man, that kid. My gosh, man. Like. He's good. He's really, he's really good. That was good. two points. What was two? Oh, in fantasy? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you have Zeke? I didn't even know. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's been the engine that made it happen for me. All right. All right. I see you're going to poke that in my ear every now and then. That's two points. You're going to lose. <laughs> um, let's dive into this college football playoff thing before we run out of time, though. I really think it's interesting, and it really got me excited this week when this broke. So it was in The Athletic, Nicole Auerbach, who used to be USA Today, if you used to follow her for college basketball. She had this story, and multiple commissioners and big voices – in college football play or in college football have now started to get behind the idea of an eight team playoff in the college football playoff. And in, in the, uh, in the article in the athletic, one of the ideas that was given to us was an idea from a former big 12 commissioner whose name I believe is Chuck Ninas. His idea was similar to what we've kind of been throwing around here the last couple of years Five conference champions, two at-larges, one group of five team, the best team in the group of five. Those teams get put into a a seeding system, one through eight, so the rankings will still matter for those eight teams. Mm -hmm. And then in the first round, all of the games will be played at the the site of the team with the higher seed. So, for example, this year they did did what, what it would look like. Number one Alabama against number eight Washington would have been in Tuscaloosa. Etc. I love this idea. I think this idea is absolutely fantastic. I think I think we all liked the four-team college football playoff when it first came out because it was new. It was what we were asking for. It was a better way to kind of determine who the, the champion should be. But what I didn't like about the four-team college football playoff is that I thought there were teams every year who deserved a chance to prove that they, they belonged, and they weren't given that chance because it was just four teams. So I think in a system of eight, 
in the way that he has written it out here, five conference champions. So every conference gets a team in the playoff. One group of five automatically. So you'll always get the UCFs of the world. They won't have, you know, every year there's always one team in the, in the group of five that's really good, mm-hmm. right? UCF is way better than a lot of them anyway. But um, like Western Michigan, when P.J. Fleck was there, that was one where they would have made the college football playoff. They would have gotten slaughtered, but they would have made the college football playoff. And then two at-larges gives you a chance. Notre Dame, of course, would make it this year. Georgia probably this year would make it as well. Uh, I like the idea a lot. I think it would work. And I'm very happy that a lot of people are getting behind it now that are actually in college football, and it's not just us talking heads. I, I think it could work. I think it could be one of those things that worked out really well. Um, I don't, it's it's just it's hard for me to say that the that every conference would really sign off sign off on it because there's a lot of money in championship games, and that would kind of be doing away with the Pac-12 championship. Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. mention now, that. Now it, things it, like yeah, in ahead. the idea. He's killing the conference championship games and making the first round of the playoff happen on conference championship week. So you would no longer have conference championship games. It would go back to the old way where you'd have one large conference. You won't, might not even need divisions, and just the best team is the the conference champion. Yeah, so I think that would be the part that kind of uh, would sway some people the other way, you know, as, as far as on the on the money side for a lot of for a lot of these teams, just because. You know, if it's one thing to say that UW, which in this case would be the team that kind of benefited from an 18 playoff, UW going to the to the playoff, but that would mean that that other Pac-12 team wouldn't get any love. So, Pac-12 championship, man, you're getting two teams that are getting man some revenue. Obviously, the Pac-12 is getting a lot of revenue. Man, you you got Pepsi or Zima or whomever sponsoring. You know your event, Zima. Hey man, hey man, it might be the Mike's Hard Lemonade Bowl or something <laughs> like that. It's coming. I swear we'll we'll have it sometime soon. But if you know you get them to sponsor, then of course Doritos or whomever else is running their promos in between your game. That's a lot of money for your conference. And all of a sudden you're talking about taking that away for potential to potentially have one of those teams in there. So let's just say this year, let's go ahead and say, man, Washington isn't number ten. They're number eleven for whatever reason. You know what I mean? They're they're out, you know. They're their team that's kind of uh, not out of the mix. But if you're talking about Power Five conferences now, all of a sudden you're having the argument that why is this, you know, a eleventh ranked Washington team in the in the playoff because they're in the Pac-12, which is the Power Five. I just feel like there's a lot of there'd be a lot of additional issues. Most of it is based on money for certain conferences that probably aren't as strong. The Pac-12 hasn't hasn't been as strong. Look, but let's let's be fair. Um, although the conference championship killing it is a little bit hard for me to swallow because i do like conference championship week i think i would like this better the college football playoffs so i think i would enjoy it more and i'm okay with it in that sense but generally the best teams from each power five conference are good enough to be considered in the college football playoff situation anyway right generally that's just how it is there's always a team in, in that conference where they're really really good and there was an article that went back also on the athletic from someone else Every single year that the college football playoff has been in existence, they made a bracket of the eight-team playoff without the conference championship games being included. Mm -hmm. Nothing looked funky. Nothing looked wrong. It was all teams that were deserving of of being in the conversation at that point. Uh, The one that was most notable for me was, I believe it was the, maybe the the Ohio State year. Yeah, the, the year Oregon was in it. And, um, Oregon actually played Arizona in the first round of the college football playoff in that scenario. 
because they didn't play them in the Pac-12 title game and beat them. And Arizona was still good and would have gotten in as an at-large. So I just thought that was kind of an interesting thing. I'm sure, Obviously, there's always a negative to this, right? There's always going to be teams that are going to complain they're not going to be in it. But what I like about this idea is that it gives every conference's top team a chance to prove, hey, we're good enough to be here. I, and if they lose, hey, that sucks for you, Big Ten, that you lost, right? Because Ohio State didn't make it this year. It sucks that Ohio State lost in the first round, but at least they had a chance to prove that they were better than Notre Dame or I, whoever it is. I love the idea of an 18 playoff. It, it gives you more football, and it gives you more meaningful football. And football is one of those sports to where it, playoffs are just one game. You're not getting a best-of-three series. You get one game, and anybody can win. You know, anything can happen. We saw the end of the Patriots' uh the Dolphins game last week where the Dolphins had that incredible play at the end of the game to win. Like anybody can be anyone on any given day. You know, we saw the Oregon Ducks completely roll Florida state one year in the, in the Rose Bowl. Was it the Rose Bowl? I can't remember what, what game that was that they played in, in the college football playoff that year. I don't you remember. Know, what game I can't it remember what, but they completely, completely rolled them that year. Like anybody can beat anyone, any with, you know, on an, any given Saturday or Sunday or whatever day they decide to play football on but i just i don't know i'm i'm excited to see that because again if they are adding power five teams and instantly that gives u-dub an, another opportunity to do that instantly that would give you know washington state who had a great season who's just kind of on the outside looking in an opportunity uh to be in that playoff and you know let's say the the ball rose the right way for oregon this year and they do go you know 10 and 2 or whatever it was all of a sudden, the, the, the window is open for Pac, for the Pac-12 and other conferences to go in there and make some noise. And it's not just – you know Alabama's pretty much got a, a placeholding in in the that college football playoff every year. We know that they're going to be number one or number two off top. So there's only three other teams that are going to be in there and be different. So now with an opportunity to have an additional four teams in there, I think that makes things pretty interesting. Also, for those worried that it might muddy the field a little too much and you won't get the winner that you think deserves to win – I don't think that's the case. I think no matter what, the team that wins will still likely be the best team in the country. Even in an eight-team playoff this year, how much you want to bet it's going to be Alabama versus Clemson, right? Now, of course, there's more roadblocks. There's more games. Clemson, in, in this scenario, would play Central Florida in the first round. I mean, UCF lost their quarterback, but I'd love to see that game uh, if, if UCF starting quarterback was still healthy. But you still get the best teams playing each other most likely it just makes it tougher for them to do it and I, I, so if you if you're in that mode and you're like i like the four teams because those are the four best teams i don't want to muddy at the field you probably won't maybe once in a while you'll get a surprise team that that wins and moves forward but generally you'll the best team will win well, all of a sudden i think it makes your rankings mean something too like you know what good is it to be ranked within the top 25 if really the only top four teams are going to be able to go now at least now the goal is top 10 if nothing else you know maybe not be ranked number one now the goal is to be ranked within that top 10, and all of a sudden things have just opened up a little more for you. So uh, the goal isn't necessarily I got to get number one or one through four. You know, one through four was pretty much, if you don't get any one of those, you can pretty much consider yourself out outside looking in. Now, man, just making the top 10, like that's really all, not all you need to do because that's still a, a huge feat, but it definitely makes things a lot easier for, for teams to kind of get into, into that scenario. So that's awesome. All right, we got a break. Coming up next, West Coast bias time. The almost at San Diego. The LA Chargers. I'm I'm always going to struggle with that. I it's, will always struggle with with it's the tough. LA Chargers. I hate it. Go back to San Diego, please. 
the L.A. Chargers beat the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night football on a two-point conversion to win the game. Are the Chargers actually this good? And can they break their trend of chargering it? By the way, Marlon Mack just scored a touchdown. So for all, so we for all, all of right. us who gave advice, there you go. Um, can the Chargers do it? That's next. Football Sunday. I didn't hear my lungs. I'd scream at you. This is West Coast Bias, an in-depth look at the NFL's Western teams on Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. So Marlon Mack's touchdown was called back, and now he just got it in that time. He got stuffed, then there was a passing play, and then Mack got it in. So if you listen to our fantasy advice, we were still right. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, let's get into the West Coast bias here, though. I am fascinated by the Los Angeles Chargers this year because they are now tied in first place, although I think the tiebreaker still goes to the Chefs, in first place at the AFC West with Kansas City, 11-3 and three record. And what they've done the last few weeks without Melvin Gordon and this week without Austin Eckler, has been incredible. Beating teams like the Chiefs and the Steelers, close games, but beating teams like the Chiefs and the Steelers in close games with a lot of players hurt. And frankly, a receiving core that's kind of weird. Keenan Allen's awesome, but he got hurt this last game. And you got guys like Mike and Tyrell Williams who sometimes are good and sometimes aren't. You're still throwing old man Antonio Gates out there at tight end. Yet, here we are at 11-3, and three, and their three losses are to the Chiefs, Rams, and Broncos. So they're not even bad losses. You know what I mean? No, yeah, they're playing, good, they're playing great football, and they're beating, like you said, great teams in so between there. Are, are the Chargers for real? I, I, yeah. Like, I mean, we've been, we've been really, you know, big proponents of the Chargers on the show. Like, I think we've all kind of – we can see to the fact that the Chargers have been a really good team. They've just found a way, like you said, to charger it. They've just found ways to lose the game, you know, whether it was a, a missed field goal or missed coverage or a late fumble or a late pick, just something that, you know, forced the pendulum the other way to where the Chargers would end up losing the game. This is the first time in a few years that we've seen them put it together. And now, you know, they the Raiders are the, the Chargers of, of the AFC West. All of a sudden, you know, the, this they're the team that looks discombobulated. We just see David Carr, you know, get, get sacked and lose the, lose the football in the process. So the Chargers are, they're right where they sh where we thought they would be last year, and they're right where we thought they would be the year prior. You know, they're just, they're that good of a team, and they just don't make as many mistakes. And that's the reason why they're 11-3. and three. And, yeah, you mentioned the three teams that they lost to, uh, with the exception uh, of of the Broncos the, that uh, that first time, hey man, like the Chiefs was a, a great game. They lost by ten, and then the Rams not as good of a game. But you know the Rams are the Rams. They have one of the best offenses in all of football right now. As do the Chiefs. So are you super surprised they lost to those teams? Not really. No, of course you know, not. But at the same time, you know, could could the ball have gone either way if not for a few mistakes on on their side? And quite possibly. But either way, they're sitting here looking at eleven three. And I think they're that first in, or the second in the AFC West at the moment. So, or in the AFC at the moment. So, yeah, I, I think the Chargers are for real. Now, I think it's one of those things. They, 
they're, they're finally, they've been finally ready to take that step forward. We've been waiting for it, and we knew it was going to happen. Now everything is just kind of finally gelled. Well, they have clinched a playoff spot, too, so they're safe in that regard. But I, I'm so torn on them because I like them, which is weird because I used to hate them because I'm a Broncos fan, and I hate Phillip Rivers. But for some reason, I really enjoy watching them play this year. I love Melvin Gordon. I think he's a he is a top stud, man. five running back in the NFL, and that might even be a little bit too low for him. He might even be like a top three running back in the NFL, especially this year, uh, despite the missing a couple of games with an injury. But part of me still just is waiting for it to crumble, and it's not going to do it in the regular season. Now there's two weeks left. They clinch the playoffs. They're fine. Might have to be a wild card game because the Chiefs are also 11-3, and three, but they're fine. But I'm just waiting for it to all crumble. I'm waiting for the Phillip River four interception game. You know, I'm waiting for a bad decision by Anthony Lynn in uh, with like timeouts or something in the fourth quarter. I'm just mm-hmm. waiting for it because that's what we've become accustomed to with the Chargers is that kind of decision making and that kind of bad luck. Frankly, if I want to counter my own point, they've had a lot of great luck this year. The Chargers lose close games all the time. This year, they're winning every close game, it feels like. And they're all a lot of their games are tight, and they're winning a lot of them. Um, but I, I'm just waiting for it to end. I don't, I don't I, I'm just I'm waiting for them to to run into like let's if the if the playoffs started today, the Chargers would be playing the Steelers. Really? I'll, yeah. You're gonna pick the you, you think the Steelers. You think the as, Chargers can as, be, or as, would beat the Steelers? I yes, I do. As currently constructed, this Steelers team versus this Chargers team, I'd take the Chargers all day. Right. It, it makes sense on paper, but I, in my head, I'm like, yeah, the Steelers are winning that game. Easy. Yeah, the Steelers I, are winning that game. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Phillip Rivers, who's one of the best quarterbacks to not win the Super Bowl. I, I think he's maybe the second best quarterback to never win a Super Bowl, but it's with this schedule they have man you don't you don't trick your you can't trick your way through it you know what i mean it's 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 really you don't get you don't come back like that in that game against that team unless you're real you know you, you know what i'm saying like every team is not going to do that against that chiefs team and that doesn't happen unless you're be, you're you're a very good team man philip rivers made man some of the most beautiful throws at the end of that game against the chiefs that you will will have ever seen man he uh, anticipatory type throws like he's the leader of this team and he's just the man as, as 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 solid as a leader as you can really find and so I'm, I'm looking at this this Chargers team saying why can't it be them everything they've been through they've relocated in the past year no one really wants you in LA clearly the Rams are the the franchise that everybody loves and then after that it's the Raiders because the Raiders used to be in LA nobody really cares about you the Chargers in Los Angeles you know the best way to make people care just win baby Go out there and win. And now all of a sudden people are talking about the Chargers being the best team in the AFC. And rightfully so. Like, I remember a Phillip Rivers and a Chargers team that was in the AFC championship and possibly should have been in the Super Bowl if they hadn't ran into, you know, those those boys, the Patriots. You know, maybe if that happens, who knows how we're talking about Phillip Rivers right now. But I look at this Chargers team and say, yes, they are for real. Yes, they should be taken seriously. And if you're a Patriots fan or a Chiefs fan or – uh, a Steelers fan, man, you've been put on notice because this Chargers team is for real. When Keenan Allen comes back, it sounds like Melvin Gordon's coming back next week. So just before their big playoff push, hey man, like <laughs> this 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 Chargers team is for real. The the one question I'll ask is this because we got a break and get to hate it or love it. The one question I'll ask is this: Here are the teams currently in the playoffs in the in the AFC, right? 
Kansas City, Houston, New England, Pittsburgh, Chargers, Ravens. Name me your trust order. Ooh, trust order. AFC. Patriots. Chargers. Okay. Texans. Chief, uh, Chief. Chief, uh, oh, no, excuse me. Raven, or uh, Patriots, Chiefs, uh, Chargers, Texans, um, Steelers, Steelers, Ravens. Because for me, it's Patriots, Chiefs, Steelers, Texans, Chargers, Ravens. That's my trust order. The Chargers are better than the Texans, I think. But do I trust them more? No. I don't, and that's why I have the biggest worry. I think they're very good. I also think it'd be really funny if they won the AFC past the Chiefs and they had home field advantage in a 20,000-seat soccer, soccer stadium for the entirety awesome. of the playoffs. I think that'd be awesome. That would be hilarious. That'd be awesome. The NFL would hate it. They imagine, would hate it. Imagine what those tickets would go for, though, just for twenty for that 20,000. Ew. Ugh. All right, let's break. Coming up next, it's time for Hate It or Love It. Jesse will uh, ask us questions. We provide our hot take answers, and the winner gets to host the last segment of the show. I'm on some ridiculous win streak. So I, I Rashad, win today, Jesse. Rashad needs say, to break man. it. Friendship over, bro. If I don't, if I don't get this W today. Ooh, that's some big words. Friendship over. You heard it here first, folks. Are you bribing him? Heard it on the fan. Or with my friendship, yes, I am. You cannot buy me. I can. <laughs> I can. <laughs> I guess that would be blackmail, yeah, right? Not everyone bribing. Has a price, man. Is it blackmail? I don't know. All right, that's next. First, Jesse Sports. Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 10.34 on your Sunday morning. This is time for Hate It or Love It. I'm on like a five-week winning streak or something crazy. That's probably an exaggeration, but I'm just going to keep needling Rashad about it. Yeah, it's it pretty much sucks, man, because I don't know. I'm not going to say there's been some, uh, like some shady kind of scoring going on, but... Just saying, that's a nice interception that's happening. There's definitely some shady scoring going on in Arizona. I think he's throwing it to the wrong guy. No shady scoring. I don't know. I don't know if he's supposed to throw it to that guy though. Wrong team. So I'm on like a five game winning streak, and it's not shady scoring. It's totally legit. It's shady. I've had some hot takes, man. I've had some. I've had some. Looking at you through the glass, Jesse. And he's bribing him with losing friendship if he loses this week. Yeah. So. Friendship. All right. Over. <laughs> Erase my number. It's getting feisty in here. And uh wow. Yeah, I'm really not feeling the it. heat. <laughs> the heat is on. All right, let's go. What what do we got today? I don't know. Uh <laughs> He's so nervous and, and focused on his fantasy stuff. Uh, well, it's, since the games have started, if you look behind the glass, he's just leaning back in the chair with his arms folded. He's in playoff mode right now. You can he is t- in you playoff can tell, mode. You can tell the teams that are in playoff mode because they're, in, you know, they're looking at the screen intently. But then you can tell the guys that are in the consolation bracket, like me, that haven't looked at my fantasy. I haven't looked at my fantasy updates at all, and I have Andrew Luck, and he's playing pretty well right now. I know this is a humble brag at the uh, in. In all of the years doing fantasy, I've had two teams not make the playoffs. So, I mean, I just basically, when I draft, expect to draft a, a playoff team. 
So that, I that's feel, just I feel the way. same way. Yeah. I mean, I, I missed it this year in my main league, but I'm in it in the other one. So this is the first yeah. time I've missed it as well since the the year that I everybody was hurt. Mm. Okay. Well, if I wouldn't have had the Baltimore Ravens defense, I would have been a little more proactive with that. I might have avoided Mike Lynch this week, and then, you know, maybe we would have met up in the finals. That would have been cool. Yeah, and then we you both know? get some money. For right? <laughs> exactly. I No, I, I need to win today. I need money. I'm poor. <laughs> I'm a poor guy. Jeez. Come on. Doesn't the universe know this? All right. Ha. All right. That's going to go to ah, – that, that was third down. That was oh. – Hate or love it, Jesse. Whatever. Okay. Um <laughs> I guess we'll start with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, it, it's an interesting story. They they need the Steelers to win three or to lose three games. They need Baltimore to lose twice and beat the Steelers. If that happens, guess what? Well, and the Browns have to win out. Well, too. and the Browns have to win out. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just kind of just they're <laughs> so hot. They're they're right in that magic train right now. Um, anyways, yeah. So the obviously the Browns have to keep winning. That I I feel like that was obvious, but. You're right. That is a very important part of the equation that I was leaving out. Browns need to keep winning. Steelers just need to keep losing. Baltimore just needs to beat the Steelers and lose. And guess what? The Browns are in. Love or hate. The magic is real. Cleveland will be in the playoff hunt through week 17. Uh, I, 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 I hate it. Um, that's a lot of things that have to really work out in Cleveland's favor if they want to do that. Uh, Lamar Jackson looks like he has his team playing pretty well right now. Everybody uh, kind of trusts him. I think they've won three of the last four or something like that. Uh, somewhere is that is that right? Three or four or two or three? I can't I believe that. Yeah. Was. Yeah. So uh, Lamar Jackson has his team at least playing with uh, with some type of confidence. He hasn't really been able to throw the ball as well, but I think sometimes seeing a, a different guy in there can really help. Uh, and then on on the other side, man, Pittsburgh is still Pittsburgh. I'm not sure what the rest of their schedule looks like as my computer is still kind of slow. But Pittsburgh is still a better team than Baltimore, um, and they're definitely still better uh, than the Browns. Um, they just have to figure some some things out right now. But right now, Baker Mayfield had a really good game. He still only had 188 yards. That's not going to really push you forward like that as you get into the playoffs and, or you get deeper in the season. And you have to really try to put some points up on some people. Uh, the Browns are playing much better. I think they're, you know, even them being in this conversation about playoffs shows you exactly the type of season that they've actually had, you know, with everything that's kind of happened with them. But I don't see them – I don't see the – the, the the Ravens losing two of their next three games. I definitely don't see Pittsburgh losing out and then losing to that uh, Baltimore team, at least not like that. So, no, I don't think the Browns are in the playoff mix, but they have had a hell of a season, and we should take our hats off. Uh, I'm going to say no, they're not in the playoff mix as well because the teams they've beaten to get to this point, the Broncos, who, as we've talked about, have no idea what they're doing consistently. They beat the Panthers, who have completely folded once Cam Newton hurt his arm. Uh, they have been a train wreck of a team. They beat the Bengals, who we all know what's happening with them. Absolutely no defense in a, in a backup quarterback situation. And the Falcons, who are also a train wreck. So, yes, they're winning, which is a big improvement over what they were doing with Hugh Jackson. Absolutely. But they're beating teams that are not really in the best spot. So for them to continue to be this hot, they do play the Bengals next week, but then they have to play the Ravens themselves. I'm not so sure that they're going to be able to do what Jesse's saying for them to be able to get into the playoff hunt. I do love what Greg Williams has done. I don't think that uh, he's going to stay as the head coach there, but I like that they've given Baker Mayfield way more freedom. I also think that uh, starting Nick Chubb, although that was a Hugh Jackson decision, was a really, really good move as well because he's just been absolutely dynamite for them. They are a very good team, but there's no chance all those things fall their way for them to make the playoffs. 
All right. Uh, Rashad with the one point lead heading into round two. All right. Mm, this one I think is interesting. I had a pretty good conversation um, with my brother-in-law about this one yesterday. Um, and it's kind of about the Raiders and Oakland suing the Raiders, the NFL, all the owners in the NFL, and basically um, pushing Oakland out of Oakland a year too early. So with that said, I think the big question is, where is Oakland going to be playing? They could be playing down in San Diego. They could be playing in San San Antonio. But I argue that even though it's a dump, they should be playing at UNLV. Love or hate, the Raiders should just move and play at UNLV until their stadium is done. Love. Like, I'm, you're, it's the same thing that's happening with uh, the Los Angeles Chargers right now. The same thing that's happening with the Los Angeles Rams. Both of them are playing at a place uh, that until their new home is, is being built. Uh, if you know this eventual leave is going to come or the eventual move is going to come with the Raiders, man, just go ahead and, and don't make this a slow process. It's kind of like you're you're teasing the fans of Oakland saying, well, man, there's a chance that we're still talking about possibly building a stadium in Oakland, especially at, in light of hearing about the mics and stuff in the, in the was it the soda uh, machine yeah. in, in Oakland and stuff like that? That's disgusting. Mind you, that probably happens at a lot more stadiums that we don't know about. It's more focused on the Raiders, but we already know about the Poo-filled uh, uh, field and everything like that, the, the slash baseball field yes the smart thing for them to do would just go ahead would be go ahead and and go to las vegas and play right there where unlv plays um it's it's if you're trying to really get people used to that team being in las vegas you know it's coming but just start kind of making that transition now because what you're doing is you're torturing one franchise that knows that knows you're going to leave and you're also torturing torturing another one because they know you're coming but they're not really sure when it's going to happen so Yes, they should just go ahead and move uh, and play at uh, in UNLV Stadium. I, I guess I'll say love that out of what else is there for them to do that makes sense. But UNLV Stadium is not nice. It is a you don't have to tell me. I know you went there. It's an that. awful stadium. Yeah. I don't think the NFL wants them to play there for uh, remember multiple Listen. years because their their stadium is not going to be done until 2020. Fanboy's not cool. Um, it's a terrible place to play. And it does not have a good seating situation. It's mostly just benches, right? It's just like benches or like those steps that turn into seats. It's awful. So I don't know as much as I'll say love because they need to have a place to play and you might as well go to Vegas now. But I don't know if the NFL is going to let them go to that stadium and play. The NFL wants them to play in front of fans in, in an environment that is good. Now, I understand their current environment is also not good with the baseball field there half the time and, you know, an empty stadium half the time. But I think they want them to move to a place that makes more sense in the short term when they build this amazing palace that they're going to be building in Vegas, which I don't know if you've seen the pictures. It's coming up fast. Oh, yeah. It's, they're it's building that fast. thing really quickly. Um, no but, other to contend with down there. Yeah. But what you would be able to do is sell out. I don't know. Don't, you would be able to sell out Sam Boyd. Sam Boyd's not a, yes. a really huge stadium. So if you look at right now what's happening uh, with the Chargers, man, there's half their stadium is, is filled. And you can see it. And the Chargers are winning. So I think that you want to avoid something like that, especially Vegas being a very that's twenty thousand people though. That should be easy to fill. It's the same no, at, at UNLV, yeah, right? Yeah, and uh, no, UNLV is right around there. And I think people because now I can drop in Vegas for a Sunday. Oh, let's go to a football game. I think if they they were, able I like to, what Rashad's doing here. And uh, it's okay. I've, I've no, no no points. Please please don't give me. I'm he's talking saying. over my time just so I get less points. <laughs> oh, you your time's that? up. The both your, your guys are done at this point. You it's thirty six thousand eight hundred seats at UNLV. By the way, how many? Thirty six thousand eight hundred. A little bit bigger than Moda Center. 
It, it's bigger than points. what the Chargers are playing yeah, in, yeah, almost true. double. Yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, two point lead for Rashad going into the final round. All right, Jesse, friendship right back on uh, track, man. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Pittsburgh or, or Denver? Pittsburgh or Denver? Yeah. Just flat out? Just a, a, a like no, who's better? no, no. Like, like, who would you rather talk Pittsburgh. about? Pittsburgh. Oh. Okay, Kevin there we go. Denver? Somebody said something. All right. About your home team. All right. I, I didn't ask a specific person. Here. I just needed somebody to answer the question. Pittsburgh. I thought you were doing like a rapid fire, like Pittsburgh or Denver. Pick. Oh, I would have let you know. Okay. It would have been a rapid fire. Okay. Anyways, Pittsburgh. All right. This is just a downright. This is rapid fire. Okay. Love or hate. Steelers won't win their division. Hey. Uh, hey. Uh, oh, do I have to say why? Hey, uh, uh, no, yeah. Hey, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. You said rapid fire. Like, go fast. Uh, hey, they won't win their division, or they will win their division, just because. Uh, who else is Who else is going to beat them? It's not going to be the Browns. It's not going to be the Bungles. It's not going to be uh, the Ravens. They're gonna They're gonna beat the Ravens when they play them in a, in a week or so or something like that. So, uh, yeah, easily right now the the Steelers are, are easily the third, or excuse me, the 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 best team in their division. Like maybe the fourth best team in the AFC overall right now. So, yes, they will definitely win their division. All right. I got to say hate as well. I really like the Steelers. I, I know that they're they're having a bit of a down year, but they've got so much talent on that team. Juju Smith-Schuster has become one so of the good. best receivers in the NFL in one season. It's been amazing. Antonio Brown's having a down year and is still catching touchdowns almost every single game. It doesn't matter who their running back is because they've got a good running situation. Uh, James Conner proved that when Le'Veon Bell didn't come back. Jalen Samuels proved that when James Conner was hurt last week. And everyone hates on Mike Tomlin. He is a good coach. That's he is a good head coach. They will win the division. I don't like Lamar Jackson. He cannot throw the football. He's cute right now, but it's like the Wildcat in Miami a bunch of years ago. He's going to fade quickly unless he learns how to throw the football effectively. And as we talked about in the first segment, I just don't think the Browns have enough to do it in the last two weeks of the season. Mike Tomlin is a good coach. Why do so many people hate him? I don't understand. He makes the playoffs every year. The Steelers are good every year. And his team likes him. So what if he tripped a guy in a kickoff? Hate. Your team win, man. All right, rapid fire. Denville will be in the quarterback market this offseason. By rap, okay. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you love. guys tied. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna hate. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hate it. It doesn't seem like John Elway is incredibly keen on coming off of his own decisions. Uh, it seems like when he signs a guy, he rides with them, even though everybody else kind of keeps telling you this is probably not the direction we need to go. Um, I don't think Case Keenan was the signing he wanted to get, but I think it was his guy. And because it's his guy, I think he's going to ride with them until everybody knows it's, it's official. He can't do it. Anymore. I love it because they're going to be in the new head coach market, which means they're going to be in the new quarterback market. Vance Joseph should be fired yesterday after what he did in that loss to the Browns. New head coach means new quarterback. Case Keenum is not what we thought he was going to be in Denver. He is throwing the ball. He's really not just just not that good. I think he was in a great system for him in Minnesota. That system does not exist right now in Denver. And I think they're going to either try to draft a quarterback or try to trade for a quarterback or just be in the quarterback market again because they are in quarterback purgatory. And you don't want to be in that. You need to get out as soon as you possibly can if you're a team like that. Case Keenum did not solve it. They need to keep trying. All right. Rashad, you got the W. Woo! Woo! Oh, wait. I got to do the... Wait a minute. Okay, yeah. There we go. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I just had to rush that out there because I know how bad... You really wanted it. I really wanted it, and you I really wanted it. it. Lynch, you've been a gracious champion, but I needed this W today. Have I been? I've been needling you about it. Well, I mean, I get <laughs> it, man. I've been on a couple of win streaks as well. 
So, yeah, you, you deserve to do that. For do you think Josh Allen will ever throw the football? Because he just runs it a lot, and he's pretty good at running it, but he still can't throw it. I think, I think eventually he will. You sure about that? We'll talk about, we'll talk about the young quarterbacks. You know, oh, it's your, your choice. Yeah, your your about, segment next. We'll talk about young uh, quarterbacks when we come back. Next. I'm fair. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Well, I'll be honest. I'm shocked and appalled that this music is playing and not my glorious domination. I told you it was supposed to be yours, but it's been so long since you won that we forgot that your music wasn't in the system anymore. <laughs> so are we going to, like, re-download my music to the system? I'll try know. to find it. I don't yeah. know. Okay, well, let's I'm I'm not going to try because I'm enjoying it. Makes me feel all funny. I'm enjoying it. I'm not because now I feels like it feels like it's felt for the past few weeks, like you won. I don't like it. Either way, (laughs) either way, let's make no mistake. I was surprised that I got it tied until the last question. Don't you know? Don't read too much into this music, people. I did indeed win today, and yeah, yeah. I mean, you can read into it if you'd like. You can, but Rashad that, hasn't won. Is he trustworthy? He's incredibly trustworthy. He hasn't won the Hold last on. five weeks. He's incredibly trustworthy. In the couple weeks we were off, did he win in this between, week? In between theirs, and I think I won uh, a couple weeks ago. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I think I did. No, you weren't here, but I won. Uh, I the, the the week I wasn't here was the week that we were off the air. No, so there was another week. There was another week. That was it's, a long time. It's okay. Time Don't worry ago. about it. Don't worry about it. I won, and because I won, that means I get a chance to. Uh, come up with the last segment uh didn't really have one but then you brought up a good point which is now only a couple minutes long well, as yeah. we've just bantered for so four of, minutes of, <laughs> of, of all the guys you know that that are new now we've seen the, the rookie quarterbacks at this point we kind of think we know what to expect who can improve who's probably going to take a step backwards next year who's going to take a t- step forward mike lynch which of the rookie quarterbacks uh have you been i guess most impressed with as far as uh, a professional career i've been most impressed with baker mayfield and i'm surprised that i'm saying that he has been once once the shackles of Hugh Jackson were were lifted, he has been very good. And maybe I, maybe I shouldn't be surprised because he's won at every level that he's played, and he's been a guy who has kind of defied the odds, quote unquote, all the time. Not not that being drafted number one, he needs to defy the odds. But my own personal mental odds on him were he's going to be good, but I'm not sure he's worthy of the number one pick. I also just didn't trust the Browns front office to ever make the right decision. Uh, but he has been the most impressive to me by far. The rest of them have not been that impressive. Sam Darnold started off like hotcakes and then has come back down to earth, crashing back down to earth. I think he's probably number two on the list. And then you've got what? Josh Allen sucks. Josh Rosen sucks. And Lamar Jackson, he's winning, but I don't think he's very good. Am I missing anybody? That's it, right? Uh. That's yeah, that's pretty much it. So um, I, I trust Baker Mayfield, and I guess a little bit of Sam Darnold. The others, not so sure. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I think a lot of the reason that we kind of felt the way we felt about uh, Baker Mayfield was simply just because the Johnny Manziel comparison. And whenever you start comparing someone to somebody that was not kind of a bust, but was a definite bust in Johnny Manziel, it's kind of like you're not really expecting a whole lot from him. And then considering he went to the Browns, which is pretty much career suicide at that point if you're a young quarterback. But 
I, I'm, I'm with you. I think Baker Mayfield has been everything that we've kind of expected. Now, if you look around at the teams, he's probably on the team that was uh, the most complete at this point, which is weird to say about Cleveland. But he's been on the team that has, you know, uh, had a pretty good defense set up, has a pretty good offensive line uh, in the mix, man, had a, a, a bevy of running backs to work with, you know, uh, gotten a pretty good receiver in, uh, and, and, and Jarvis Landry at that point. So, you know, it's it's one of those things, man. I, I feel like he had everything in place to, to be able to make a move. You look at all the rosters that are, that are around, his was definitely the best constructor at that point. So, yeah, Baker Mayfield who could be the best. Now, outside of roster, man, who do you think could take the step forward next year? Um, I think it's probably Darnold because he's shown some flashes this year. The Jets just need to build him a team that makes any sense. Uh, I, I I thought last year Josh Rosen was going to be better. There we go. There we go. Am I even allowed to talk anymore? Glorious. Not anymore. No, in, okay, now you can I don't, I don't, I liked Josh Rosen last year and I thought he was going to be good and I've watched him play and there's been, oh, you know, occasionally he throws a good pass. I just don't know. I don't know about him. So I'm going to say Sam Darnold is the one who takes the big step next year. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of easy, maybe boring answer, but that's just how I feel. No, I mean, Rosen had some pretty good throws this, you know, this year, but Maybe not enough of them. So Rosen could still be the most talented one out of out of any of them. But I mean, Sam Darnold at the beginning of the season showed that he was he he, he looked pretty sturdy, you know. So if the Jets can figure anything out, get a new head coach, which I think we can kind of all agree is coming relatively soon, then who knows Darnold could very well be that dude. So. All right, that's gonna do it for us today. I guess this is our close music for today because you did win. Indeed. Sadly. I got robbed. But. I'm out next week, and uh, we are on 9 to 11 next week. I checked with Jason Swigard. So 9 to 11 next week, you guys will be on. Uh, Rashad and Jesse will be on, and uh, I'll be out. I'll be back the following weekend as we will do a preview of the Ducks Bowl game, which will be the day after our show on the 30th, or on the 31st the bowl game is. So uh, next week, Rashad and Jesse with all the hot NFL playoff talk that you can handle. I'll be uh, taking my last couple of PTO days of the year. And uh, hopefully you enjoy the rest of your weekend. And for, from me, have a very good holidays. Yeah, and uh, Merry man. Christmas for those who are celebrating that. Absolutely. Enjoy your time off, man. I will. Much needed. Hardest working man at the fan, man. I'm very excited to, to not have to worry about anything for a week. It'll be very nice. And uh, that's it for us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then. Omaha! 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 This one's for Pat!